0: Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, this is Toby with Kintsugi Life. In this episode, I want to talk about the origin of words and how they can reveal quite a lot, particularly when we examine particular words that we use in our language, the idea that missing our target and losing focus, by some definitions, could be considered sinful behaviour. I'm not a religious person, but I'm certain that organised religions bring a great deal of joy and comfort to those who follow them. In my darker times I've wondered if life might have been easier had I possessed a little faith. Some of the greatest atrocities and the vilest of behaviours are committed under the banner of religion too, of course. But that's how life goes. No single force is universally good or bad. Religious or not, there's much about our lives, our conventions, customs and the things that we do and say that have been shaped by religion and spirituality. One of the most striking is its influence over language and the origin of our words that we use in everyday language. For instance, who'd have thought that losing sight of our goals could be described as sinful? It was a podcast discussion between Jordan B. Peterson and Navy SEAL Jocko Willink exploring the idea of focus that introduced me to this fascinating idea, the idea that the ancient origin of the word sin isn't what I'd originally thought sin evokes ideas of straying from the path and violating a moral code set out by religious doctrine. Sinful actions, behaviours, utterances and thoughts seem by definition impure and imperfect in some way, as though they should prompt the sinner to feel guilty, compelling them to seek penance. Violence and aggression towards others, for example, or adultery and immoral conduct, profanity and blasphemy, blasphemy or murder, that sort of thing. Even as a non-religious person I'm pretty anti-murder for sure, but, my subcom- but subconsciously I've compiled my own list of sins that informs my words, my deeds and my actions as I proceed through life too. Many of these probably conform to the principles of many religions, others just seem like good common sense. To be disloyal or deceitful, to lose my patience or rise to anger, to be disrespectful of myself or to others to give less than 100% effort to someone or something that deserves it, or to waste my time or the time of others. All of those feature on my personal list of sins. I feel guilty when I commit them, and feel compelled to make amends and redress the balance when I do. But it's a moving target idea. Jordan Peterson's proposition was that when we're seeking clarity regarding our life's purpose and figuring out what to do, It's a constant process of refining our aim and zooming in on a goal. We may be blessed with initial inspiration an idea about what we want to be when we grow up. But even if we're blessed with this as a starting point, most of us still have to go through a lengthy process of constantly readjusting our aim and our actions to bring it to life and to continue the process of discovery. We may set out on the path to becoming a paid writer, for example. Our intent is to make a few dollars by putting our thoughts on the page and then publishing them to the world. Only by writing, editing and publishing, gradually refining our skills and figuring out what works and what doesn't, can we eventually reach a level of comfort and success. Throughout that process we need to constantly be testing, reorienting and refocusing as we identify the successful and effective steps on the path to where we want to get to. That process of constant refocusing is essential in all aspects of life. The world around us is always changing, just as we ourselves are always changing. The work we've put in to get where we are today won't necessarily take us where we want to get to tomorrow. It's not just as simple as doing the same thing over and over again. We need to adjust, recalibrate, zoom out to check that we're still heading in the right direction, and then zoom back in. a new interim target that will take us further forwards. It's kind of like the same way a hunter has to watch their prey through the scope on their rifle or on their bow. If they don't adjust the sights and follow the target before pulling the trigger then they'll miss. There's no point firing at the point where the prey was when you first spotted it and still expecting to hit. This brings us to the word hamartia. To lose focus, failing to recalibrate and being unwilling to adapt is, it would seem, sinful. Jordan Peterson is an academic scholar and undeniably a person of some genius, regardless of whether you agree with the principles that he teaches or not, and he was keen to share his definition in that podcast. He pointed out that one of the origins of the word sin is ascribed to the ancient Greek word hamartia. That's a term meaning to miss the mark when throwing a spear. It's t- described in an essay online, or a number of essays online in fact, but the most com- it's also the most common occurrence in the New Testament in the noun form for the word sin. In this context, when we miss the mark through our own actions, whether the mark's a target behaviour or a specific intended outcome, then notionally we've sinned. If our intention was to treat our partner with kindness and affection, but instead we were selfish, aggressive or apathetic towards them, then we sinned. If our goal was to write a high-quality and well-researched article, but instead we blew it off in favour of doom-scrolling through social media for hours on end, then we sinned. It might seem like an overreaction to label such failures as sinful, but by the religious definition... Well, it might seem like an overreaction to label such failures as sinful by the religious definition, but for some reason that association seems to work. It seems fitting. It denotes that part of the failure was down to us. It reaffirms the idea of personal accountability and ownership. It reminds us that we control our own destiny. The other notable parallel is in the emotional reactions commonly evoked by sinning. They seem much the same as are associated with the conventional religious definition. If we don't achieve a goal as a result of our own failure because I didn't put in the work or I gave it a half-hearted effort, then I've sinned and I feel guilty for that. It doesn't feel good to have wasted time for sure. I know that I'm the one at fault. Maintaining focus and adjusting when necessary. Hitting the target and getting the results that we want demands that we focus, adjust and accept. We may not consider it sinful if we fail, but I think there's something to be said for keeping this definition in mind, for it reminds us that success and hitting the target are at least partially in our control the results of what we do. It reminds us that it's essential to keep adjusting our aim, revisiting our goals, recalibrating and reassessing. And in that, in its own right, has got to be helpful, right? So I hope you found that interesting. Um, I know I did when I discovered the origin of the word sin, one of the origins of the word sin. And um Perhaps having that definition in your mind when you're thinking about your goals and how you work towards your goals in your daily life, that might help you in some way too. So in the meantime, this is Toby with Kintsugi Life, wishing you a happy day and saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com I'd love to hear your feedback, I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one, and I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.